Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. Hi, Jim. Hi, David. Take two. I'm having some deja vu here. I feel like we've done this already. Or vu again. Let's do it again. Uh, so Aren't you a regular listener? Why not? You can subscribe to The Practical Guitarist using your chosen podcast app. Take the time to put in a review with a service that where you found our podcast, albeit iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. Find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Practical Guitarist. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can do so at questions at practicalguitarist.com. Wow, that was good. Do you do you know the name of the movie you'd like to select? <laughs> Press the button now. Press the button now. All right, so first thing we'd like to do is uh, speak to one of our Facebook posts. Um, John Osborne. Um, yeah. Go ahead. John, thank you so much for letting us know that our, uh, our advice was actually taken. And uh, I really appreciate and understand, like, having that moment where you're like, oh, yeah. I got the right thing, and um, it's really cool that we could be a part of that and help you out, and uh, I'm glad that you put that in the group so that we could see it and talk about it on the show. Yes, that was very nice. Um, also, uh, in the group, um, the uh, somebody had put um, a question about uh, something else that we'll talk about delay, later. Delay pedals. We'll talk about it later. We'll delay which, it. We, which we will delay. Um, so... Uh, just to let you know, we just did this for like 15 minutes, and I realized I had no audio on uh, Dave's side. We're going to shorten this thing up. Hey, Jim, the good thing is we didn't pick up the train. That's right. Yeah, the train's gone. So um, just to go let you guys know, if you hadn't been following, um, I moved into a new home. So uh, kind of talking about that, and what does a musician do when you move into a new home? Um, so uh, I had to... Uh, Start looking at some wall hangers because I want to. Um, I want to make a room that is my music room. I'm going to paint it and I'm going to wall hang it. Um, I was just saying to Dave because I want to put up wall hangers and these Hercules are great. The thing is that I've got to find studs through really thick wood because I don't have a panel wood home. I have this. This stuff is thick yeah. wood instead of drywall. It's yes. wood. I don't it's have plaster. Drywall. It's wood. It is not plaster. This, you know, that's that's kind of interesting because um, a lot of the houses um, around here that are older than like and I guess that maybe predates the fifties, but like prior to nineteen fifty, a lot of the houses are plaster. They're yeah. not even they're not even drywall. Um, I think a lot of those have been gutted and replaced since then. Yeah. Like I know a lot of that. There's a place near here called Lombard, and they have a lot of older homes. And I know that some of the ones I've been in in there is like they've been replaced. Some of them haven't, but some of them have. So, right. Well, so to give a little history of the area I'm in, so this is Chesapeake, Virginia. The um, uh, the in the fifties, obviously, this was farmland. Yeah. So these were farmhouses. Right on the right up to the coast. Yep. Which is kind of cool if you think about it. Yeah. So, pig farms. Um, you know, we have like peanut farms. Shit in the ocean. Yep. They peanut farms that have been around since you know um, the the caveman days. <laughs> yeah. Um, out in in uh, Suffolk, Virginia, right here. I mean, so we have a lot of uh, a lot of the area is uh, is a farming community, and you can tell when a builder decides they're gonna, especially when I was when I was here in the eighties when I was in the navy. You could tell when a builder had decided that they had bought um, the the uh, old farms because they were they yeah. had to they had to clear it right to mm-hmm. put in the homes. Let me tell you something: you pull up that that manure that's been buried for thirty years, or, you know, or yeah. ten. It's only been buried for a few years, but it's been it's been sitting under there. And then they, those guys go in they and they just clear plow the crap out of it. Then somebody turns around. This is what I don't get. So they'll go, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to put in 250 homes over here. They get, you know, they get the proper permits. They do all their stuff. They put in 250 homes. Then they flood, and they go, hey, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, well, you know, you can build in the floodplain. It's legal. So yep. uh, okay. the whole thing, like, 
with uh, we were just talking actually right before we we um, started over. We were talking about how like uh, code building in in a hall that's all flawed because yeah. now they do track housing. And yeah. in modern track housing, like they'll build the models before they build the other homes. Right. And so the inspectors will come out like to see the models, but they don't necessarily come out to inspect the the finished products the homes, too. Right. So what ends up happening is they do everything they can to like, you know, cheapen the build. And yep. you'll find things I was telling Jim, like instead of sixteen on set, you know, sixteen on center walls, you'll find twenty fours yeah. or or in some cases thirty twos, yeah. uh, where they just skip a stud. You know, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you oh know? yeah. I think, my parents' house has got stuff like that going on in it. Yeah. And the, I, and the electrical is all sorts of jacked up, too. Oh. Yeah, so when I moved in here, here's another thing that, that didn't exist in the 50s. Ground. Yeah, yeah. So when they're I bought grounding this place, to copper pipes and shit a lot of times. So when I bought this place, there were, oh no, these were two-prong, two-prong, old, grounded stuff. So <clears throat> before I got it, now they had upgraded the wiring. They pulled new wiring through, but then what, that's expensive. And everything else, but what they forgot to do, yeah, that they that, never, that put, the, they never put the they never put the plugs. They in never the put jack, the ground. The jacks. On. Yeah. yeah, so they went around and do you know how many jacks? I, I must have hundred and fifty jacks in this house. Easily. Oh, I can't and this even is a imagine. very small house. Yeah, it. And that's nuts. And um, nuts, bolts, you name it. <laughs> it's in there. So um, I'm so I'm thinking of. Um, uh, Putting up a, you know, like I said, I'm going to paint the room, try to find a color to go with. It's not, I have found this after having lived in a log cabin for a couple of years. I hate it. I, <laughs> I hate dark colors. So I think I'm going to buy like a, like an eggshell blue or like a bluish white just to, because, oh my God. So. Um, Jim's gonna have sonic blue walls. I call it right now. Sonic blue. I I go for sonic blue. I can do that. But anything I'll send you a but like a, for my S five hundred. Yeah, anything but a um a dark blue. You know, I just don't want anything. But I I do love blue, and I know that uh, that blue walls would be cool. Um. Uh. So anyway, we were. I, I reached out to David today, and I said, "Hey, man." Talking about gear, of course. We always have to buy something, right? Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so we will. And that's another thing we will delay. Yeah. Um, so I asked him, I said, what should I get for a wall hanging? Um, and uh, David would recommend the Hercules uh, wall hangers, uh, the GSP38WB. Yeah, I've been using them for a while. And I, so, yep, and a lot of people do. They're a great, great product, right? <clears throat> um, that'll, you know, if, if you hear other people talk about it, which I, I have to um, agree that if, if everybody loves it, it must be good, right? Just yeah, like, I don't see a lot of negative press. Just like form. Meet the Kardashians. But anyway, um, that was, that was uh, sarcasm for those of you who don't know what that means. Yes. But anyway, now, on a serious note, I was trying not to acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so a lot of people have, have um, been putting up very expensive guitars on these things, and they're doing okay. So uh, I go to a Amazon because I got a gift card, and I figured, okay, let's use the gift card and get one for free at least on the company because they give me a, a $25 birthday card. And I'm looking at this Hercules stand. Love it. It's the same model number. And it doesn't say anything about weight. And it says acoustic. Yeah. It doesn't say electric. Yeah, and it just—I'm it, not going to be scared of it. I'm going to get it anyway. But I'm just saying that just well, the funny thing about them is, Jim, they don't make an acoustic. Well, so an acoustic they make, only. They do make an acoustic wall hanger, but it's a very specific thing. Right. The the auto grip system hangers are—they say wood based, short arm, but I'm but I'm pretty sure they're all the same. Uh, they're all the same one. The right. short arm is because you're using the wood post. Yep. Okay. And the, even the smaller ones that they make, like, will fit an acoustic guitar. And, I, and I've hung mine up there. Right. Um, and hollow, big, big jazz boxes and all that stuff. Right. Now, the, the um, one with the metal... So, uh, there's one that has a metal base and one that has a wooden base. Yeah. Now, I can see the metal base one, because that's a three-point three um, hanging system. Versus yeah. the other one that's a two-point hanging system. Correct. Now. I can see the three-point, the upside of the three-point, in that if you lose one, 
of the two top. In other words, all three, three points is a triangle is your strongest um, geometric shape, right? Well, your point of failure is always going to be your top screw anyway. Um, and in fact, right. I had mine hung one for quite a while with just the top screw through them. I'm ashamed to admit that. Yeah. Um, but I did that for a couple of days. And uh, I mean, if you lose the if you lose the bottom screw, nothing happens because it's anchored to the wall. The weight of it's exactly. going to push it against the wall. But if you lose that top screw, then it's going to well. And even then, it still should hold. Right. But but it could lean, and then right. I can pull the bottom screw out. And of course, we Eventually. were talking about this. But so house construction, they want to use nails because nails bend, screws break. Yep. So that could be a real problem. Um, and we were talking about the weight thing as part of that. The, the weight on these, I, I just looked it up. It's fifteen point four pounds yep. on uh, the, these hangers. Um, I have I have hung off mine, so I can tell you that fifteen point four. That's very conservative. Yes, <laughs> um, I weigh quite a bit more than fifteen point four pounds. Slightly. So, yeah. Slightly. I would not put a thousand dollar guitar up there if I felt like it was going to come out of the wall. <laughs> exactly. And that that's been you know it's always been my biggest fear has been. You know, do you put a guitar up on um, a thing like that? Now, they do sell a locking system for those of you who want to lock. Um, I don't have that problem because I don't have kids. The lock is a joke, and to be honest with you. It's to protect it from your kids, not to protect it from theft. So, And while supplies last, uh, they're doing a special on the, um, the metal one. Now, if I did the piece of wood across the thing, there's no reason not to do the metal ones, the metal base. No, because. I mean, honestly, there's no reason to not do either one of them. I, I, I like the wood. Frankly, I would go wood into wood regardless. Um, it doesn't make any difference. And they, they, I, the, the reason why is, so metal doesn't expand and contract the way that wood does. And right. so if you screw into wood and you screw it in tight and the wood expands, it's going to hold the screw better. It's not going to, it's not going to, um, loosen up over time and the more you use it like and it vibrates or whatever it's not going to loosen the screws against that as much as it would metal so I, that's kind of why i'm like I partial only to the have light. a fear that um okay the the other side of that is that we're getting these from china and the wood might not be that great but you know what i'm sure sorry that, it's okay it's not fantastic but it right. but it works well you know Wood's what i'm wood. sure that there's actually in there i'm sure that, that there's a piece of metal um, no, no, no. Nope. So you, it's just wood. It's well, wood, and well, the the post has the, so the anchored in it. <laughs> that goes through it, and then there's a big bolt on the back side. But that's not like a piece of metal that runs through the length of the wood or anything like that. Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so they don't do that. No, weird, weird stuff. <laughs> so I may go with the three point metal. I may go with the other one. But either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna order those and get it. Up. I would order what's cheap. Get yourself a two by four. Finish it up real nice. They're exactly it. the same price. You know, it's weird. Yeah. The plus is the same price as the as the one with the wood is the same price as the one with the three point. Yeah, metal. see I don't see I don't think you're getting any benefit of it because they swivel anyway. So I don't think it, it it's not like it's fixed in that metal piece and the post are all all one piece. Nope. I think they're actually separate, so it, it's just a toss up at that point. So they swivel anyway. Three screws versus two. You they can buy a a, um, a bumper for the wall. Not a bad idea. Uh yeah, I mean you could easily also just hang a piece of felt behind him. Yep, three dollars and fifty nine cents for a bumper. or a piece of cork board and hang shit behind him like I did. A protective wall bumper. I don't have a cork board behind there now, but I I have one that, that I put behind my guitars and hang pictures and whatnot behind them and between them, so it looks kind of cool. If you buy five or more, they're two eighty nine a piece. I just like That's that. not bad. So <clears throat> the exciting gear that I've looked at today. Yeah, yeah. Guitar hangers and bumpers. I got to be honest with you. I've played guitar in a few days. It's the first time I've powered my computer up in a few days. It's been it's been a hell of a week since the last time I talked to you. Um, this is the first time I've sat down for more than an hour in, uh, um, geez, three days. Yeah. That's cool. Well, when you're well, when you're ready to get into your acoustic treatment, talk to me, and we'll do another episode on it too. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna because. Because there's like, there's a lot of things you could do for like next to no money. I think I spent twenty bucks on materials, and you guys can go back and you can listen to the, like the first three or four episodes before I put up my acoustic treatment, and then after, and you can see the change in my my voice quality for the show. Like it's night and day. Um, so 
if you're interested, you'll find out what acoustic treatment can do for you. That's a good way to do it. It also improved, like I do a lot of recording, so mixes and that kind of stuff have improved it. But like just just getting the proper um, dead sound in the room so that like your instruments aren't ringing out and you're not hearing like standing waves and things like that. Um, it's really helpful, especially in small spaces. You know, your bass your bass can bounce around in there three or four times before it completes a cycle. From what I understand, I'm I'm not an acoustic science guy but well you can hear in this room right now even with stuff in it i figured when i moved things in that some of the but remember this is these are very hard surfaces this is wood wood floor wood 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 ceiling wood floor and well i have tile ceilings oh you have an open tile ceiling that's actually not no i have the acoustic tile ceilings i think i think i don't know i you know what i haven't tapped on it but it looks like it's that um but they're smaller. You know how usually you get the acoustic tiles? They're about, what, um, maybe a foot wide and a foot and a half wide? Yeah. These are like six by six or... No, they're probably, they probably are like some sort of acoustic tile. Yeah. I would still like, if you're going to treat that room, treat the corners. Treat, a lot I would treat the corners. Yeah. Treat the corners before I treat anything. Yep. And then treat right behind, your, uh, right behind your computer where you yep. talk at. Yep. And then maybe... I see. I said I don't think you really even have to do anything to the ceiling or the floor. To be honest with you, no, probably not. A lot of people even do. I, I mean, put a rug. Put it. Yeah, I just because I put a rug down. Yeah. Get yourself a nice rug and an you know, rug. Yep. An area rug. And if you got a, uh, if you got like bookshelves or something, put them behind you, because you'll. I mean, you're gonna put your guitars back there, but like, if you could put something, and any of your guitars will help with that, is to just break up the waves. That's basically what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of speaker setup you have there, but if you're using any sort of speakers, put them on. Uh, you know, like the th- the drink trays you get from like McDonald's. <laughs> it's the cheapest way to do it, and it and it gets them off the table. And it, Isn't it, it crazy? Re- takes all the uh, the base like coupling that happens out of the equation. Yep, I love it. So there's your there's your uh, your uh, gorilla recording uh, tactic for the week. <laughs> um. Oh, we used to, dude. Going back, like we used to do guerrilla recordings. You wouldn't even believe we'd, we'd have a we'd have a, a two track recorder, and then we plug a mixer into it, and then we'd have like we wouldn't have enough channels on the mixer, so we'd have like uh, splitters running into running into certain channels on the mixers. Like it always, it was it was hysterical. We, we you know we'd run stereo outs into the. Oh, it's just like it was a whole thing. Oh shit. <laughs> We, we would take we would take like eight or what was two channels on a recorder and turn it into and turn it into four channels on the actual like recording and then we would like we would have like four instruments on each of those four channels and before it was over with you had like sixteen sixteen channels of audio gone it was oh just God. it was it was just hysterical now, I have some of those recordings laying around they're not good <laughs> they're not good oh Jesus yeah it, it's usually pretty bad I I um um. I just, when it comes to the sound right now, like, I'm wearing earbuds. Usually when you have earbuds in, you can't hear your echo. Yeah. This this is like a bathroom, as far as acoustically. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. In there. So. Yeah. Um, so, David, you, uh. I, I did a thing this morning. You did a thing. And I, and I was surprised, because. I was surprised, about too. it. And I said I liked it, and of course you had to get one. But All right. I think I liked the other one, so I'm gonna. No, you're you're a big fan of one of the other devices that they That's make. Right. So this morning, well, the other day, I got a call from an old friend, a uh, guy I used to work for actually, and he he and I share kind of a passion for music. He's uh, he's always tried to play guitar and like learning how to do it, but um, you know he's 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 involved in the music scene and he's he's an older gentleman um and so he was he was asking like me for you know some work advice but um every time i talk to him he's you know you should come up and do these these jams uh he lives in the highland park area which is a good probably hour from here um up north um it might be shorter than that might be like 35 40 minutes um famous music venue up there ravinia uh, if anybody knows the area, like it's right by there. Um, and I've been up there a couple times, um, to go to one of the jam sessions, but, uh, I need to get out and play more and my home, my home situation is changing. So I'm like, all right, I got some, I got the time to do it. Um, I'm going to go up there next week. Well, little did I know I was thinking about, I was like, last time I went up there, 
it was a playthrough there amp affair and the way i play is very different than the way that the locals play um a lot of those guys so to put it in perspective the last time i was under i was trying to think about like what gear they had i was playing through a silver face fender princeton probably 1973 1974 ish uh the uh second guitarist was playing through a soldano hot rod uh the 50 watt and then the the other amp that was on hand i don't remember what it was but it was but it was like another i think it was a vox or something like that but it was another like kind of boutique or vintage combo and um so you could kind of go up there and just kind of take your pick um and i ended up through the fender princeton uh everybody was like oh no, no dude you want that one like you want that one and i was thinking like well it's really not my jam though like it's a fender amp and i'm used to kind of more martially sounds and a little bit gainier stuff so um i did plug into it i i sounded pretty decent that night but again it just brought up the fact that like when you go to these jam sessions you don't know what's going to be there so I the, the initial intention to, to buying the Helix was to take it into these sorts of situations. But I also understand when you're going into a jam session, like you get called up and you just got to walk up there and plug in and go. You don't have time to look for power jack to plug in your Helix or any of that. And that was really the big thing. So I needed something that was battery powered, simple, quick and effective. And it gave me a, like a wide range of things. So I got I got on my soapbox and got on YouTube and um, talked to some people and also like just did some quick research. And what I was actually looking for originally was an OCD. I used to have one. I was a big fan of that pedal. And uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was it was it get flubby in the bass when you had it like trying to do the Marshall thing. Um, but I think the OCD is really good about going into both Marshall and Fender circuits. I don't think it does as well going into Vox circuits, but that's personal opinion. Um, I think there are pedals that do. Uh, the one I ended up going with is supposed to be very good with that. Um, I won't know until tomorrow when I receive it. But um, So I'm in a panic because this morning I'm thinking about this and I'm going, I need this by Wednesday because I told him I was going up there on Wednesday. And so I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I can go to the store and I can buy an OCD. So that was always my backup. Like, if I have to, I can just walk in the store and buy one. So I got on YouTube, and I started watching. And there's all these versus videos. OCD versus this. And OCD versus that. So I, got a lot, I looked at the Blues Driver, because I I like the Blues Driver. I've owned one. Um, and I was like, yeah, maybe. But actually, in comparison to the OCD and what I wanted it to do, wasn't going to work. Um, and I remembered uh, Jim talking about Wampler. And I came across an OCD versus uh, Euphoria video. And I didn't think the Euphoria sounded all that much like the OCD, but it just led down this like whole trail of like looking at other Wampler designs. I looked at the the Plexi Drive, um, and I realized like right up front, like I would like to have the Boost because I want to be able to sit set back, especially for jam sessions, like set back so I'm not like all over everybody's territory, and then be able to hit that Boost when I need it. Um, so I ended up getting the uh, the P Wampler Pinnacle. And uh, I know that's like to go to a blues jam with a Wampler Pinnacle seems absolutely insane. But if you really think about it, that kind of sound, it's either that or the Plexi to me. Like I would have to get the Plexi Drive. And I think the Plexi Drive is a little bit more like fuzzy and then a little bit more like a, an actual Plexi. Um, and I don't think it's going to fit in the context as well as the, the, uh, the Pinnacle will. So I know you're into that, that Paisley Drive. Um, and I actually like that thing. Um, you know, did you know that Wampler built the Dr. Z drive? Their drive pedal? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was a project. It was a joint project. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and I actually was listening to it the other day. I was like, oh, that's pretty slick. kind of reminded me of the, um, the uh, uh, Paisley drive. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so the cool thing about the pinnacle, if you're, for those that are unanointed, okay, so it does the, the Eddie Van Halen Brown sound. So it gets you kind of in that like trumped up Marshall Plexi tone from the eighties and seventies, late seventies. Um, and it gives you on one foot switch. So you got the, like the drive pedal and it gives you a sag control so you can adjust how much compression you're getting. Cause we've talked about that. That's a huge deal. Right. And then you can actually turn SAG completely off, so you can have it as hard as you can. You got a vintage and a modern switch. So modern, to me, 
and I haven't heard anybody say this yet, sounds more like his tones through this modern EVA champs or maybe the 5152. And I think the vintage switch is more like that 1968, you know, super lead plexi that he had. Um, And then on the other side, you get a, uh, like a gain boost. You get a regular gain or a boost switch. And the boost switch, what it does, now I'm not talking about the foot switch because that's there too. Right. It, it, it changes the gain staging of the, the pedal. So um, I kind of already got a feel for where I'm probably going to have it set. And then the cool part about it is, so on the deluxe, which is what I bought, you also have another foot switch. And if you touch that foot switch, you get a tube screamer out front, a very specific tweaked tube screamer for that pedal. Um, so, and it sounds really good. It just drops some of the bass out and gives you a little bit of a gain push. So, uh, and gives you a little bit of a mid bump so you can step out in front. Um, actually I almost went to buy a Andy Timmons, um, JHS pedal, which there's two of them sitting in a local, uh, guitar center for like 140 bucks, uh, a piece. And I was just thinking about those cause they're kind of in the same vein, but or an angry Charlie. That was another option. But I saw some clips and I think it was that pedal show where they did it. They they compared the Angry Charlie and the Wampler Pinnacle. And they liked the Angry Charlie, but it had more mids than the Pinnacle. And I think the Pinnacle sounded more amp like to me. Um whereas the the uh Angry Charlie sounded more like a, a pedal. It sounded more like a tube screamer than a than an amp. Or than a yeah, than an amp in a box. So um hopefully I will be able to figure out the right combination of controls that I'm going to need to walk into the situation. So if I walk into this jam and it's, you know, a couple of blues DeVilles or something sitting there, like I'll know fender got to hit this switch and this switch, turn the turbo back, you know, and ready to rock. Um, I suspect, cause like we have Victoria is um, close to close to here. They're based in Naperville. And uh, you actually see a lot of Victoria, like basement amps and stuff like that around. Uh, I think the house amps at House of Blues are are Victorias, for example. So I wouldn't be surprised to walk in and find that there's like a Victoria Deluxe or something sitting there, um, which is a, it's a Tweed Deluxe. It's a, it's a good Tweed Deluxe. Um, and I just, you know, that would be great to throw this thing in front of, I think. So I can hope, right? <laughs> You know, so yeah, as I was saying to you before, I first of all I applaud your just your decision to get the uh, um, the pinnacle. That's one of the ones that I was like, oh yeah, that's really nice. Personally, I preferred a lot of the options that they had on the Paisley. Yeah, um, some I of think which the is the wiring. They're really really cool. Yeah, the Paisley Deluxe Two. Is yeah, the V two, the yeah. new one. Yeah, the V two. He's got some weird wiring options where you can wire it like. Like this, and they asked um, he before somebody could ask he um, in his video when when uh, Brian introduced it, he said this is why I didn't do this with a switch, and he showed why he decided that instead of like you know using a switch to do this wiring yeah. stuff, you use a jumper on the on the pedal, which I thought yeah. was really good. Well, he's not the only guy that's done that too. I mean, to to, to even implement the jumper type thing, the uh, the King of Tone is that way as well. Right. So, and I and it's because they want to be able to route effects in it in between a lot of times. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the same way with the um, the the uh, Paisley Paisley drive. Jesus, what's wrong with me today? <laughs> um, but uh, I know that like a lot of people would have put reverbs and delays in there, and so and, and that would make it more like an amp with a with an effects loop on it. Because if you're gain staging, if you really think about and you're setting up your board for gain staging, you're basically doing the same thing that an amp designer does. You say, okay, so here's my preamp gain, stage one. Here's my post-amp gain, stage two or stage three or four or what have you. And then you've got all these pedals in between. Um, So if you think about it that way, you're basically building an amp out of pedals, and then you're amplifying it with something else. Right. Um, It's kind of an interesting way to think about it. Gain staging, like we talked about this before, I mean, it can get crazy complex where your even your phasers and stuff matter um i don't know anyway um i think i'm gonna be happy with my purchase i'll get it tomorrow um i'll probably post a review in the group when i get it in yeah i think you'll be very happy with your purchase 
you know? Well, I, 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 it's a step up for the OCD, in my opinion. I mean, like, the, the OCD didn't have as many options. It's a lot more basic. Uh, that being said, like, I'm a guy that likes options. I know a lot of people would be look at, you know, the um, the uh, Wampler stuff and go, how many goddamn knobs do you need on this thing? But honestly, <laughs> like, more knobs equals flexibility. And I know Wampler's kind of, like, renowned for the fact that the controls on those pedals are just insane. He's very flexible. So. Now, Jim, I have to admit, I was <laughs> I was looking at the Strymon uh, Sunset this morning, too. Yeah, so how did... All right, in person and playing with it, what did you think? Oh, I didn't play it. I was oh. just looking at it online. Because I'm like, that would probably work. It's a yeah. higher gain drive pedal. It is. It is. But it's a... Yeah, what, go ahead. What turned me off... I'm going to be practical now. Yeah, what yeah. turned me off is the price, number one. Yeah, it's very expensive. It's, three, it's 350 bucks. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of apprehension. Don't forget that favorite switch, because it's really not the pedal well, it could be without that favorite switch. It's not battery-powered either. It's not battery-powered either. No. Nope. That's no why battery, what no it battery me. option. Yeah, that's what killed it for me. The honest, the, the honest truth is, if I do go to the Paisley Deluxe 2, I will sell the Strong. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, see, like, I think... These kind of pedals have a very specific purpose. If you're going to do like the fly rig thing or if you've got to play through your house amp, like it's a great idea to have a very flexible drive that you know very well, know how to get get around, you know, and do your thing with. Um, but still, I mean, like the ultimate is still to just go without a drive for me and just get my all my stuff from the amp. If I could do that, then I'm thrilled. Well, I'm waiting to see what the blues driver sounds like once uh, Brian gets done with it. Yeah, I'm hoping to uh, to. T I hope Brian's at. I didn't see his name on the list of speakers or anything at uh, Sweetwater, but I understand I'm sure he's he'll gone. Be there. I mean, he's gone quite a bit. That's before. like 20 minutes from his house or some ridiculous thing like that. Did I see him on the list? I don't remember. I got the list of all the like speakers and stuff, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, like some of the guys, I, I've already marked off. Like I'm going to that session. Um, yeah, I I sat down and and decided, okay, what am I going to do while I'm at. Uh, uh, the same thing with the PRS experience. But if, but if I get the chance to go talk to Wampler or maybe have him sign my pinnacle, yeah. like that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I'd love to have um, Brian or uh, uh, Paul sign one of my PRSs. But as I thought about it, yeah, like um, I don't want to muddy up my or muck up my PRSs. No, no, <laughs> no. That's not no. That's not why. Yeah. The yeah, reason yeah. I've I've thought about that is very uh, simple. Is that when I went to do that, I was looking at, I don't know if I want to carry a guitar all day. Oh, yeah, sure. Because I'm not leaving it in a car in Maryland in late May. <laughs> or no, I'll actually, you, that's I'll, early June. I'll bet you if you take a guitar up there, you can ask, and they'll put it in somebody's office and lock the door. I'll that's bet you. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be bad. I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be staying for the concert. My my um my objective is I've got a um, friend I'm staying with who lives. He said, Jim, I'm 15 minutes from there. So um, cool. you know, I'm gonna go to his place and crash. Friend from high school, and uh, that's you know, oh god, take him out to dinner. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, do for him. It, it's cheaper than, well, he just said, he said, I said, look, I just don't want to have to drive back. I got a gig the night before. I'm yeah. going to take a short nap. <clears throat> I'm going to head up. I'm going to do this thing until 10 p.m. Then I'm going to come to your house. And I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but I'll probably be so tired. I'm just going to fall asleep. And, you know, then we'll talk on Sunday and I'll drive back Sunday evening. Cool. So, yeah. Well, it's cool that you got enough people like contacts that you have places to go and stuff. Like, yeah, well, for the Sweetwater thing, if I do wind up, Going, I have a friend that lives um, right there in Fort Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if I'd had the forethought, Jim, I could have gotten you a damn room at my uh, my yeah. Airbnb. No, because... Uh, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, oh, I'm going, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. my buddy lives right there on the outskirts of Fort Wayne, you know. Um, yeah. He's got a nice place, got plenty of room. I mean, it's not like... <clears throat> I'm, not, um, I'm not going there and crashing with bunch of musicians and ask him to host a, a jam or anything. So there was a question in the group. 
we delayed yeah. it. We delayed it for we later. We delayed it for a while. So, what if we should talk about? I it? think we should. I think we should repeat. Yep. How many All repeats right. should we do on um, this delay? I my, I tend to set like my helix like so like thirty okay. percent. Let's do a thirty percent. No. Then what do we got? Third of the episode left. That that sounds about right. I think right? so. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even looking at the time. This is terrible of me. Yeah. Oh, we got- who cares? This point. There's been no train, Jim. It's great. Yep. Actually, I muted right when the train was coming. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It was so uh, John Bott, by yep. the way. And I hope I'm pronouncing your name right and it's not Boat or something like that. Yep. Um, it's John B-O-T-T. Uh, he says, any thoughts on delay pedals? I've been looking at the TC Electronics flashback, and it seems very versatile. Yep. So, I piped up and I said, you know... I said, I, I'm a delay whore. Um, I like delay a lot. I've had several of them over the years. Um, I gave him my list of stuff I've owned. If you guys want to poke around, you can read the thing. But basically, like I said, yeah, the, the flashback's great. Yeah. Um, but just don't like leave out some of the other options that are similar in price. Yeah. Um, and it depends on what you want, too. Like I'm after tape echoes, so a lot of the pedals I have have been more oriented around the idea that you're going to do these tape recreation sounds. Yeah. Um, I've owned a flashback. I've had one, had one for two years, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I use it a lot. Um, what I really liked about it was the, uh, the ability to load new sounds in from your phone, give me yeah. the pickups. And I I would poke around in there and I would create my own sounds on my computer and um that's a little muck that's a little murky to do because you have to have your computer hooked up to it so I mean you got to be like really purposeful about that um, yes. I don't think some of the sounds that are on the unit like stock are the greatest I think you can tweak them to be better and I think you'll see a lot of the sounds that are put out there by artists are often tweaked to be better. Um, but it's a cool pedal. Like I'd buy another one if uh, if I needed a you know an, a standalone digital lay. Um, it's not expensive either, frankly. I mean, <coughs> I um I use the uh, TC Electronic um, ND1 Nova Delay, and what I like about it, um, uh, there's a lot of things I like about it. First of all, it's got the it's got the tape, analog and digital, um, and you've got you don't just have like a um, it, it, it's kind of like tape, a little less tape towards the analog, a little less tape and more analog and then analog and then a little less analog and a little digital. You know, they've got like a setting yeah, it's that like, goes towards it. So, right. So you don't just go tape, analog, digital, that's it. It's well, the, no- the Nova Delay was kind of like the precursor to the, to the flashback. Yes. I mean, it was the one that came out right before that. Yep. And the Nova Delay is still really highly thought of. I mean, I, I know around. people are still using them. So yeah. Um, um, the it's... one the one that I mentioned and I think deserves to be mentioned whenever anybody talks about delays is the DL4, the Line 6 DL4. The DL4 is definitely, I mean, if you're going to think about it right now, I think the DL4 is one of those deals it, it, that you can get. Because, right, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been on sale quite a bit lately. I think they're still making them. That's what I mean. But it's, it's been on sale because I think that they've got been something around. coming. Digital pedals do not last 20 years on the market. Yeah. I think it's just they're getting cheap. Yeah. I think that I think the components they're putting in yeah, are just cheap. I'm, and maybe, I know they I know no they revised left. that board. There's no R&D to pay for left. Yeah, and they and they've revised that board and it's now rock solid. I know originally they were having some problems with the logic boards in them. Well, I don't um, know when the Nova Delay was introduced, but I know it's been around oh, a long yeah. time. You're talking about the Nova Delay. Yeah. No, I know. We, I was oh. talking about the the. I was agreeing with you on the um, on the uh, DL4 as well. I'm just saying that that's been around for a long time. You've got six six type of delays. I love the way that the delay instead of like. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever messed with it. So if you want to dial in the delay, you just turn the knob a little bit to the left, and it goes slow. Turn a little more, it goes faster. Turn all the way, and it goes really fast um, to the left and to the right. But you have to make sure your knobs are centered, or <laughs> that's the downside of it. If those knobs aren't centered, if it gets bumped while it's in your um, bag, <laughs> and you turn it on, it's not centered. That thing's going into next week. Um, Is it? Uh, can, can you save patches on that? The, yes, you can save okay. it. It's got, um, I don't remember how many presets, I think nine. Um, and it's got 
uh, also built-in um, patches, but nine presets that you can save. You can change the modulation style because you can change that. Um, so you got delay, dynamic, reverse, um, reverse ping pong, pan, and slapback. And of right. course, you've got your quarter note, eighth note, dotted eighth note, so on and so forth, right? But if you look at the different, if you look at the settings on those subdivisions, you've got six subdivisions there. Yeah. Um, and you've got, uh, so <clears throat> um, the other thing is that the tap tempo, which I think that. I think that the flashback does this too. Correct me if I'm wrong. The way I do the tap tempo is I hold the tap tempo button down, and then I just mute chords. Yeah, there, there's some feature like that in the flashback. I never used it. I could never oh, get it to work right. Love using that. That's my thing. That's my jam. Well, I think, so the difference is on the, on the uh, Nova, you've got two switches. You have a tap tempo switch, yep. and on the flashback, you don't have two switches, so they're... I've, forget i think you held it down on the original flashback and you waited three seconds and then when you took your foot off yep i is it was some it was something like that right um now they have a they have a dedicated well i don't think they so they had a um they have a foot switch jack but i don't i don't think it's just foot switch i think you have to give up stereo operation in order to use it on the flashback x2 the the new one, the version two, whatever it is. Yeah, so now they've got the what they call the IB modified version, the TC one, Nova Delay, the ND one. Um, again, it's a it. I find it to be the most. We're we're gonna use this word again. Uh, not invisible, but transparent. Uh, oh. And Jim. I know, right? Can you fucking hear it? Ah, I can hear it. No, but the thing that that I love about it is it, it is stereo. You know, just like most delay pedals, most delay pedals, it is stereo. And for a guy who doesn't like to, I don't want it complicated. I want it simple. I want to, I want to fucking set it, forget it, and I want it to work. And that's the thing that I found about my Nova Delay. So that's, I'll just say that. All right. So I got the Helix, right? Yeah. Um, when I, you got delays coming out of your asshole. When I had the DL4, well, yeah, but. I only use two of them, so that's what's funny about it. Um, when I had a DL4, yep. um, I fell in love with their tape echo sound, the right. uh, tube, the tube tape echo sound, the tube echo, which I think is what they called it. Right. Um, now, here's what I love about that. Now, and their and their digital echo does it too. Their their regular standard delay, their yep. digital. Delay. It adds this glassy sheen that's just like coating your sound in plastic. Okay, right. and I know it sounds ridiculous, but it makes your lead sound smoother. Yep. And um, because of that, I have consistently, like, that's been the delay I've measured everything up to. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I fell in love with tape was because when I first heard a real Echoplex, yep. I heard that. It was a big, fat sound, but it has that pristine sheen over the top of it. Right. And um, it's part, I think it's part of the tape saturation. I mean, that's, that's, for lack of a better word, I think it's what they did. I don't think um, Line 6 necessarily nailed it. I think Line 6's models are actually flawed, uh, but I think it's a happy accident. Yeah. And so when I first got the Helix, they didn't have a tube tape echo in there at all. All they had was their modern tape echo, which I think is more um, more reminiscent. It's somewhere between an Echoplex and a... And a um, at least for, for my taste, uh, one head on a rolling space echo um but they quickly came out with like two updates and then the second update which went along with the hx effects coming out i got all of the history of line six effects in my helix and now like first thing i do when i'm creating a patch right to that tube echo turn it on 250 milliseconds 30 and 30 and 25 percent so it's like 30 percent repeats 25 percent um, uh, for the, uh, the mix and I'm done. Like I don't even have to touch it again or, I, or I'll set it for tap tempo and that's, you know, usually on eighth notes. Um, but I found that once they put that effect in there, like it's become a critical piece of what I'm doing. The other, the other thing I found, um, and it just kind of goes along with this, the helix, um, the other night it was a rehearsal and we were playing around with wah pedals and, uh, my other guitar player, he has, um, 
he's a crybaby, and we were kind of comparing. Well, he was playing, and I was comparing, and I and I heard you don't it, have to was, insult him. I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." And I put her mine on, and I'm like, "That sounds really good too." And I got down, and I kind of tweaked and selected a different one, and I put it on the Veda, the their Vedawa, and you know, again, it's one of those things where it's like their model was not accurate to what they were trying to model because they were trying to get sort of like a Vox U eight four seven vibe, but it doesn't sound anything like it. But man, does it sound good! It's like an idealized form of what a wash should sound like. And yes, you're not going to find one of these in the wild, and it doesn't sound natural because you're not going to find one of these in the wild. But because it exists in there, I'm like, hell yeah! I'm like, just give me a fucking wah pedal that sounds like that, and I'll be I'll be golden. You remind you know? me of uh, there's a there's a great um, comedy uh, YouTube channel called um, Viva La Dirt League. And um, they did clubbing in the wild, and all I could think of when you were talking about finding that well, so there's these three gals. They're they're dancing in like um, this, uh, you know, this little clearing, this patch, a clearing, and, and they're calling it clubbing, and and they're just dancing. There's no music. They're just dancing, and then, you know, the male tries to do this. <laughs> he's he's dancing up to it, uh, yeah, yeah, and no, I thought no, to myself, I don't dance. Clubbing in the wild. Now Dave is looking for. Um, Dave is out there. Ooh. And there's this. <laughs> yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil Collins and I cannot dance. Just in case you're. Yeah, I can't dance. Yeah, yeah. I awesome. can't sing. We're worst Genesis record. Um, Aww. I'm a big Genesis fan, but that record was terrible. Yeah. Jeez, you didn't. Did you no like Son Abacab? of Mine or whatever? Yeah, Abacab's one of my favorites. Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire is on that, man. Yeah. Get that, that horn section for Earth, Wind, and Fire on there. I heard. Um, oh, uh, who's the guy from. Um, professional, not professional girl shop, professional guitar shop. dot com. <laughs> yeah. Used to Andy, right from Pro Guitar Shop, right? Um, Andy Timmons. And, and, no, Andy. Oh, what the heck's his last name? Hey, all he says, "Hi, this is Andy from from uh, professional." You know, ProGuitarShop. dot com. Now he's with Reverb. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- I was just gonna say he's form. the one that went to Reverb, right? Uh, well, yeah, because they they folded, but um. Uh, Andy did this. He he played an arrangement of Ab Cab, and I I think it was for a Wampler Euphoria demo. I'm gonna have to go dig it out now. Um, yeah. And it was really damn good. Like he played like all the parts on the guitar, and I'm like, dude, like why haven't I done this? Like what the hell? Well, before we go too far from the delay thing, yes, yes, um, delay. All right, so f- I'm my recommendation would be either the uh, flashback from TC Electronic. Or the if you can get your hands on a DL one um, or an ND one, sorry, uh, TC Electronic ND one, they uh, they do make them new uh, ND one, and uh, they are still around. Um, you're hard pressed if you can buy if you can buy a delay pedal nowadays that has tap tempo and has multiple modes on it. You're hard pressed to find a bad one. Like I, uh, I mean, there's yeah. so many damn good delays. And there's so now. many good ones, right? And that's the thing. I mean, if you're if you're looking for the Nova delay, um, or you're looking for the flashback, or you're looking for whatever, what is it? The Hall of No Hall of Fame is Reverb, Hall right? Of Fame is Reverb. Um, they have the. There's another, and it was mentioned in the in the. Uh, oh yeah, the group. I think, I think um, uh, um, Jason mentioned it. Yeah, if not him, someone the else. The Wampler did, FTE. Well, that's the the faux tape echo. I mentioned that originally, but there's uh the so there's the Alter Ego. That's the one he's talking about. TC Alter Ego, oh, yeah, which is all focused on vintage delay sounds. Yep. And the Alter Ego is capable. I mean, it's got the it's got the same hardware engine in it as the rest of the because um, you know when they do these digital pedals, they're basically the same chipset. It's just yep. different sets of instructions, and it's essentially the same thing as the flashback with different programs. In it. Now the Alter Ego right now is on sale for 169, so it's the price of the smaller flash. Or the, is that uh, version one or version two? This is the X4 All, TC Electronic Alter Ego X4. That's the big one. They make yes. they make a single enclosure one too. Yeah, this thing is on sale for 169, so it's pretty good. Yeah, because um, the big one is the old version. That's yeah. why. Yeah, so if you can, if you want to get your hands on that, yeah, this is the newer version. Um, you know, I the think thing the L that, cap was mentioned too, by the way. I think that the hardest thing to, I think if somebody was to ask me, what do you, 
like, I want to get a delay. What do you recommend? I think it, just like anything else, the first question I want to ask is, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What are you, like, what what are you, you looking you... to get? I mean, we all know I want it delay. Okay. Are you looking for the delay to fatten your sound up? Or are you looking for the delay to give you some vintage yeah, thing? Yeah, or like, or add texture. Right. Like this. I mean, they, they, there's so much you can do with delay. If you're looking to fatten your sound, I mean, they, they, even that's got different styles of approach to it. Because I mean, right. you go back to like, Look at the the rockabilly stuff, and they were all using like tape echoes and stuff, just like um, uh, Les Brian Paul Setzer. was. Yeah, and like he's using, uh, I think he's got tube tape echo for um, full tone. Alan Lee is Alan Lee. Alan um, Lee was that right? Alvin Lee. Alvin Lee. <laughs> it, yeah, but I mean, it's just it's like there are so many flavors of ice cream. You have to pick the one that you want. Right. That's what's cool about pedals like the flashback, but it's also what's very daunting about pedals like the flashback yep. is it gives you so much flexibility, but at the same time, it, it asks you to not narrow in on something. And so, the alter ego, which has a lot of the stuff that the flashback gives you pretty, um, right now that thing's $80 cheaper. Yeah. And really the only, the only, um, Things I've noticed in the update to the version twos was that I don't think they changed the modeling engine or anything. I think they just added new features to what you can do with the pedal in terms of the foot switch and also having a tap tempo, an external tap tempo. Yep. So yeah. those things aren't as important to you. And I think the bigger the bigger um, alter ego, which is huge, by the way, if you yes. have space in your board for it, because that's the other thing. Um, well, the big one is this one is yeah. a four button, so it's the size of two pedals. It's actually significantly larger than that. It's huge. Yeah. I'm gonna hold up my hands. It's that big. Really? Like, so I, well oh, the, yeah. the DL four is that big. I know a guy that had to put a um he had I to know actually, a guy. He had to put a, a <laughs> uh, new um drawer in his rack rig to hold his flashback X four, which is the same size as the the well, alter ego. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the alter ego is not small. Let's see, what do they say for uh that's the nice thing about this dimensions um, that, that come with these things. So, you know, looking, it really comes down to this, though. And I, I'm going to say this. You can, you can say otherwise. When it comes to delays, unless you're in a band that does like a lot of like, like very ambient music, um, typically you're going to find one, maybe two delays. There'll yep. be a, a delay you use for rhythm that just... And and it's very short. It's very small and very few, if any, repeats. It's typically just boom, boom. where uh, for a lead you might have boom boom, you know, boom, 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 boom. yeah, and it thickens up the sound a little more because during lead, obviously, you're looking to to expand. Yeah, you might and space it out more, right? Yeah. Right. So you may have two settings. That's it. Nine times out of ten, bet your money that's what you do. The nice thing about the X4. Um, is it does the tone print as well. So if you have an iPhone. Yeah, so does the the regular alter ego. Yep. Yeah. No. Any of the any of the new CC electronic pedals do that. Yeah, it's pretty the, cool. Yeah, the tone print is nice. Uh the the Nova Delay does not do it to but you and right now this right. is the price of a used Nova Delay. That's right. Mm-hmm. $169. It's $110 price drop. It was $279. That's because they're discontinuing it. Oh. Um I, I was told by somebody that this I don't know if that's actually true, but the thing is that like, they're not selling well because they're huge and yeah, they are gigantic. So they're gonna, what, what yeah, they'll, they're coming up with something else, some other sort of delay computer is gonna encompass everything. And I'm sure that they'll have the same exact, it'll be the X2 or whatever, and they'll make it smaller. Yeah, that's probably what what they're gonna do. I, I don't really, so that's the thing why, like, the, the X4 line that they did, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it because I'm like, how many fucking delay presets do you need? Yeah. I thought the DL4 for line six was too much. It only I, needed two presets. Again, the DL4 is another one. When you make a recommendation for the DL4, the other thing you got to say is be ready to put that either off your pedal board or on another board because the thing's yeah. huge. And and it's and, as big and as it does not run off. And it does <laughs> not run off of standard power supply. No, you have to and have a twelve volt power supply. Yep, my DL1 uses a twelve volt power supply or ND1. I'm sorry. Well, they made um. So I haven't ever tried it, but they made the thing called the Echo Park, which is a single space, single you know pedal size um, 
delay computer from Line Six. It also has some of the same models in it. Apparently, yeah. Didn't I, I've never tried it. T- didn't they for a short time try to take some of the DL the um, uh, DL Four stuff and put it into a? Yeah, they did. That's it's just called the Echo Park. I think was it called Echo Park? Yeah. I, well, that's why I've been told it's the same models. I don't know if they are or not. Yeah. Like I've never, I've never played one, so can't say for sure. But I know that, um, I know that the HX Effects has them. And nowadays, I mean, like if you're building a board and you're looking at like choruses, oh, and I delays remember this. And all that, I remember the Echo Park. Now it had, yep, it. There's <laughs> Tone Core. So when Line Six, yep, when Line Six went to their pedal stuff. <coughs> They tried to do like Boss and make their pedals all look the same. Not Boss, um, yeah, Boss. Make their pedals look similar, and they had a similar large pedal uh, foot stomp. Yeah, they were kind of like in the vein of Boss and Ibanez, and yep. yes, and they looked very Ibanez. That's what I was gonna say. They looked very Ibanez. Um, well, the cool thing about those pedals was that they had uh, they were modular. Yep. From what I understand, you just bought the housing, and then you can That's put right. different modules and into you it. Just put the different module in. Um, right now, they've got uh, wow. That's just that's discontinued, by the way. So yeah, the the Echo Park um, is. I just say I'm looking at one on Reverb, eighty five dollars used. Yeah, and that, from what I understand, they're not bad. No. I mean, I they got poo pooed a lot because I think when that pedal debuted, I think. That was the beginning of people getting like tap tempo analog delays, yep. and I think a lot of the people that were into the DL4 were like starting to explore like tap tempo analog. I remember the um, they reissued the Ibanez analog delay right around the same time. The carbon copy didn't w- was not far behind, um, and then the, the of course the Boss DM2 came back. And like that was more recent, but I mean, they had a lot of competition in the same space for like the same market, and I think that's part of the reason why the uh, the Tone Quarter, um, the Echo Park didn't stick around as well as the DL did. Right. So. Uh, you know, I remember these, and that's the other thing. You do you want Tap Tempo? Tap Tempo is a <sighs> Tap Those Tempo pedals- was good. I what? think you could hold them in and actually activate tap tempo like you can on a boss pedal. Like you hold it in long enough, and then it starts. It starts to ready to input for tap. Right. So. Yeah, it may or may not. I don't remember, but I do remember that, uh, or I do know that these were. Here's the thing about Line Six. There was a time in the mid 2006, 2009 era, that time frame. Yeah. When line really six. Not really that long ago. Behring, if you said Behringer and you said line six, people were putting them in the same category. They were like, yeah. oh, that's crap. Well, they still put them in the same category, man. I go to my local music shop and I mention I got a Helix and I like these, these I get the stink eye and I'm like, oh, yeah. and go you know, for it. Oh, yeah. But that, those are purists that, again, they're living in the past and they're forgetting that, you know, Everything that Line 6 did, we, we've talked about this with guitar companies. Line 6 said, you know what? Let's make it better. Let's improve that. Well, I think, I, Jim, I think there's some some credit to what... So here's where those people come from. The people that poo-poo digital technology in general are the guys who are like, look, I only really need two sounds anyway. Right. And and it's like, okay, fine. Then spend the $800 on your analog delay or whatever. I, I don't care. Right. But 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 for others of us, like, I need, I have literally one patch on there that's all I need for, for Black Death Doctors. And then I have other patches that I use for my own music. Right. And then I have the patches on there that I use to create the theme song for this song. And then I have the patches. So it's like, I can recall all that stuff at a moment's notice. And I don't have to sit there and dick around with, hey, I don't have that piece of gear anymore. Right. Right. You know, And you don't, um, you don't have to chase one down when you go, oh, that's right. I wish I had that. And, and, you know, as we move on... Well, let's face it, I have bought some of the same pedals more than once. So. Yeah, the, the Nova Delay is one that I got rid of, and I was like, ah, oh, you idiot, and I got it back. Um, I got a new one. So, you know, um, we're coming up to the end, but, you know, delay pedals are like anything else. You can, you can run down a rabbit hole chasing delay, or you can just get something simple. And, and nobody mentioned this one. I'm gonna mention it. Boss. boss seven. Just get the boss. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna beat you to it, Jim, but you didn't let me. Yep. Just get that. Get a simple ninety-nine dollar boss 
delay. Anybody who tells you you need anything more than a boss pedal is full of shit. Exactly. How many boards have you seen in the Rigs of the Stars where they got some fucking crazy analog piece and then like right next to it's like a it's boss, boss. T- it's a boss TU3 and like a super overdrive or something. Like it, it's something ridiculous like that. And we'll we'll continue that conversation. Yes, we should. Um in a couple days. I have been Jim. And I was that other guy, David. Who is that other guy? And uh, we have been a couple of weirdly practical guitarists. Yes. Yes.